We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are live once again. It is the Field of 68 Best Bets podcast and Best Bets live stream. My name is Rob Doster. That gentleman you see next to me right there. That one right there. Yeah. yeah. Right here, right sorry. There. Is, uh, is Jeff Goodman. Jeffrey, how are you, sir? Uh, I feel like I just saw you. I know, right? You know. Story of our, story of our life. Story of yeah, but usually, life. usually I don't have to see you at one in the morning like I did last night. I mean, like yeah, this. It is, this it is this what it is. Man. It is what it is. Um, we, uh, we got a lot to talk about for tonight's slate. It's actually – pretty loaded for a Thursday, so I'm fired up about it. But before we do, yeah. uh, let's just kind of touch on some of the big things that happened last night. Um, Arkansas <laughs> yeah. beat up on Alabama. Rutgers beat up on Indiana, despite being down by 15 in the first half. Um, we had Tennessee winning a game, kind of getting back on track. Seton Hall lost. Marquette went into North Carolina and whipped up on them. Virginia lost. So, so for you, what was – uh, what was the biggest takeaway from all of Wednesday night's action? It was kind of, it was a weird night in college hoops. I mean, it, it, for me personally, it was that I was right, and you were right about the Virginia Cavaliers, right? I mean, that, listen, I'm wrong about a lot of things. Uh, in fact, one circulated yesterday. Uh, I forget his name. The dude who trains a bunch of dudes. He trains Tatum and, and Zach Levine. Tweeted out something of of a a. Uh, tweet that I put out there on draft night that Zach Levine, you know, should be in, in Maine with the Red Claws after he was drafted, that he wasn't ready for the NBA and he made the all-star team. So uh, that circulated. So I got crushed for that one. And rightfully so. Um, you know, I didn't think Zach Levine would be this good and he's been great. So good, good job, Zach Levine. Uh, but yeah, we were right in Virginia. You and I have been right in Virginia for a while. I think I've been, uh, I've been, doing a little bit longer than you just saying like they, they didn't have anything like I just didn't. And again, maybe it's because I saw them in person at Mohegan sun lose uh, to San Francisco and just say like, I'm, I'm watching their players in person saying like this team just doesn't have it. They just, they're, they're decent and they got Tony Bennett, but ultimately you watch him and you're just like, all right, Jay Hoff. Yeah. Like Hauser's good. Kihei's good. There are other pieces, like Trey Murphy, when he makes shots, he changes their team a little bit, and he did not make shots. They got nothing. Like, their big three was all and, – and it's hardly a big three, but uh, their top three guys, that's all that produced last night. They didn't make any shots. 
Um, and they've lost three in a row now. And again, Rob, as I've said, their best win has come against Clemson all year. I don't understand how they're still going to be in the contention for like a top three seed today. I, they're, I just, they're not. They should not be. And, and anybody, be. That, anybody that has them there, like it, it's not, it's not going to happen. And that's going to that's going to fall away. The reason why they're ranked that high is because of what their record was, where they were ranked in the top twenty-five. The fact that the you know after San Francisco they didn't really have any atrocious losses, and we could overlook some of the glaring holes on their resume because they had all these metrics. Well, people are starting to figure out that part of the reason why. Their, their metrics look as good as they do is because of that like 400-point win over Clemson when Clemson was coming off of the pause. So um, they're they're going to come back to earth. Like I'm not – I don't expect them to get a, a top three seed. And if they get a top three seed, and like three. We, we have something to very, very much be critical of for, uh, for the NCAA tournament committee. I do want to talk a little bit about Arkansas and Alabama, though, because like Virginia is – we don't need to beat that horse. Okay, that's hard. fine. I just, yeah, we, we don't need to beat that horse. When I'm horse. right like, about we, something – you know, I, I I want to be able to, you know. Yeah, no, I no, you're right. It's just, I mean, I'm kidding. How many, I'm kidding. How many times? Like, we just, it feels like every single episode, like we go down the same rabbit hole of, yeah, you know, Virginia, you can't do this, that, and third. It's like, yeah, I know. I'm bored yeah. by that conversation. I All do right, want so to talk about Arkansas. Arkansas is like a new team. Like, I feel like like people have discovered, including us, have discovered Arkansas in the last two weeks because, frankly, they hadn't beaten anybody. Until like well, two weeks ago. Yeah, I mean the the big thing with them is that they got Justin Smith back, and yeah. when they went on that that stretch where they they couldn't beat anybody, um, it started when Justin Smith got hurt. They yeah. are seventeen and two with him healthy. They are uh, one and three. They Reddit are one Portella with that stat. Is that where did he say uh, that? He tweeted it out. He did. He tweeted it out. All right. Well, credit not. No, you know what? Fuck that. I'm not giving Jeff Forzella credit for anything. Fuck you. Wow. Holy <laughs> crap. But they are. So they were. They're one and three without him. Um, yep. And they're when they lost four out of five. That started when he went when he got hurt. Uh, and their two worst losses were the like the stretch right before he came back. Um, the yep. only loss that they have with him uh, is Alabama in the first game that he came back. They got smoked, but he only played 18 minutes. Uh, and then they lost at Oklahoma State when he was, I think he had 18 points that game. So um, getting him back, the reason why he's so relevant for them is he he gives them that like front court presence that they don't really have otherwise. Like they can go super small when he's on the floor. Um, they can play him at the four, which gives them all the kind of matchup versatility. So they're, they're really interesting. Yeah, and, and and here's the thing with, with Arkansas that I, I really like. I mean, again, we, we know what Musk does with transfers. Um, that's no secret, but I think they've done a, it's a nice blend, right? Jalen Williams and Moses Moody uh, give them young talent to go with some of those senior, uh, the, the, the transfers, right? I mean, obviously, I, I'm a huge Jalen Tate fan. I, I just love what he does overall. He's not going to get as much credit, uh, but he's just kind of that jack of all trades. And they bring some toughness to the table. So I, I love what Mus has done. And, and I think they're a dangerous team come NCAA tournament. I really do. They're playing good basketball. Uh, they've got good wins. They've got, again, like a, a, a versatile team that can go with a lot of different looks. And, again, Moses Moody is just like an X-factor guy for me because once he gets going, he is tough to stop. 
Yeah, uh, they're they're good. They're they're athletic. They're like you said, they're versatile and they can they can make some shots. And um, if there's one thing that uh, Musk can get his guys to do is is to kind of play hard, right? Yep. And he also the the thing that I do enjoy about him is that he's not afraid of just like running the same thing over and over again and being like, hey, we're just going to get it to this guy and let him rock and and we'll figure it out from there. You know, that's what he did when he was at Nevada when he had the uh, the Martin twins. Yep. Um, that's what he did last season when he had Isaiah Joe and, and Mason Jones. Is it sometimes that your best offense is just give it to your best player and let him go? Uh, how that's how worried NBA. are you? Yeah, it's the yeah. NBA. You know? How how worried are you about Alabama? Because Alabama at this point now, I've um, always been worried. Like that's the thing. You know, I was ahead of the game with them, but that didn't mean that I wasn't always worried about them because of their DNA. Okay, that that's the problem I've always had with with them. Like Herb Jones, I know what I'm going to get, but the rest of the team, I'm still like, I just don't know. And again, the way they play, you know, kind of allows for some of these nights where if they're not making threes. And again, I've never bought into that they're the second best defensive team in the country. I, I've just never bought into it. Um, I, I think they're they're much improved, but I don't think they're an elite elite defensive team. I just don't. Um, I, again, I, I feel like the best Alabama, their, their, their highs and lows are higher than most and lower than most, right? Their disparity. They're kind of like the anti, uh, like what's the most consistent team that you, Ohio state, right? Like Ohio state, you know, what you're going to get every single night. Don't you? Right. Pretty much. Like you, yeah. you know, they're going to be in every game. They're probably going to win close games. I don't know if they're going to beat Michigan tonight. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But ultimately, you know what you're going to get out of Ohio State's players. You do not know what you're going to get out of a lot of Alabama's players. And part of it is the style. And part of it is just kind of the way they've been uh, conditioned over the last few years. So I do worry about them. And, again, I think they could be a team that could go to the Final Four and go on a run. And if they're making their threes – and I think they could be a team that goes out in the first round. It wouldn't shock me either one of those at all. Alabama in the first round? Yeah. That's, 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 a, that's, a, little, that's a little aggressive. Um, my big thing with them right now is they just – every time that they play on the road, like they're not, they're not up for it. Right. Um, they, uh, here's, here's their last four road games. They played at Oklahoma, uh, and they lost that game after getting down. I think they were down 12-2. Um, at Missouri, they were down by like 22 with six minutes left in the game and came back uh, and lost by three in the game. They probably should have won. Uh, they won by three at South Carolina when they were like 11-point favorites or something like that. And then they lost at Arkansas in a game where they got down big early again and had to kind of scrape back. And, you know, if it wasn't for Jordan Bruner hitting four straight threes at the end of the first half, they would have lost that game by 25. Yep. So – Yeah, did you see the the comment? Big Illinois news to message you about? Yeah, did. Rob's all yeah. over that. We're we're, we're aware. Um, yeah, we'll 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 we're working on it. We're working yeah. on. It. Um. Anyway, what else? What else? Indiana Hoosiers horrible loss in, in the way it went down. Terrible. They're up fifteen. They blew it after blowing the one against Michigan, Michigan State. So it's not just that they lost at Rutgers. Because honestly. If they had lost at Rutgers and been down the whole game, I don't think Indiana fans would be uh, up in arms like they are today. But uh, to be up like they were in both of these games and, and piss them away, that, that's the part that has uh, IU fans really, uh, really frustrated. And now you're talking about an Indiana team that, that is completely um, 
you know, really now at this point, like, I don't know if they're a tournament team or not. They could easily be out. They could be first four. Uh, who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that they are at this point um, in the tournament. I think right now Indiana's probably on the wrong side of the bubble. Um, and if you kind of – I'm bringing up their schedule right now just so yeah. I have it in front of me. But that if you look at, what, yeah, look, look at what they have left, they get Michigan at home on Saturday. They're at Michigan State on Tuesday, and they're at Purdue next Saturday. Right now, they are 12-11 and 11 overall. They're 3-8 and eight against quad one opponents, um, and they have a quad three loss to Northwestern. Now, if they could beat – if they could win two of these last three, like that that might be a game-changing thing, especially if one of those wins is Michigan. But overall, this is uh, – this is not um, not a great spot for uh, Archie Miller to be in right now. So it's I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what ends up happening with this. But I don't think that they're going to end up getting into the NCAA tournament. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think it's hard to say at this point. I mean, again, the 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 thing with Indiana is they're so um, they're so unreliable. Like you just, you have no idea what team's going to show up. So it wouldn't surprise me if they, they win one of these that they shouldn't. So, you know, again, I feel like this is kind yeah, of I what mean, the, the issue is like, so they're actually two and nine against quadrant one opponents. So, somebody dropped overnight. Um, okay. And it's not, yeah, I, I just, the reason why I can sit here and I can say, I think Duke's going to get in the tournament, even though their resume is kind of comparable to Indiana and Michigan State's uh, going to get in the tournament and their resume is kind of comparable to Indiana, is that um, I, I, I think those teams are going to find a way to get it done, right? Like Michigan State, to me, actually has a chance to beat Ohio State tonight because of the way that they match up, the way that they've been playing of late. Um, Duke, obviously, is playing much, much better. They're probably the second best team in the, SEC, in the ACC right now. Whereas Indiana, like, yeah, they got Trace Jackson Davis, but I mean, what the hell else on that roster? Like, yeah. what, what are you nervous about? Like, what what scares you about other, other than um, TJD? And, you know, it, it does feel a little bit like the air went out of that program last night. Like, that was a pretty. We got to talk about Armand's comments because you know what? I forgot about this, but it's a, it's an interesting uh, scenario to talk about. What the hell, Roy Williams was thinking playing against Marquette last night? Like, yeah. I know that you need yeah, a game. Someone dropped that in the comments. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, great, great call because this is one of those that – and Gary Parrish was the first that I saw that, that kind of tweeted about it from a media perspective, and he's right. Like, why are you scheduling Marquette? Like, on an ordinary year, that's fine. You can schedule Marquette, but Marquette is, is not even probably an NIT team going into that game yesterday. So what is to be gained from that? I get you want to play a game. And you want your guys to stay in shape and all that. Well, either play a, a, a tomato can, you know, can like play a team in the two fifties that you know you're just going to win because it's not like you're Carolina playing for seed right now. You're not automatically in. And now that loss puts you. I don't know where they are in the uh, in the net. You got the net up? Uh, yeah, I do. Where are they in the net right now? Um, I'll, I'll look at it right now. Keep talking. I'll bring it up. Yeah, I mean, l- listen, this is a Carolina team that. You know, again, is not like a lock to get in right now. I mean, they're probably on the right side of it, but you know, you lose that one, and you lose a couple more here down the stretch. Here's here's their profile. Are you ready? It's it's actually pretty disgusting. Okay, they're 44th in the net overall. Yep. They are one in six against quad one opponents. They have a quad three loss at home to Marquette, which they got last night. Yep. Here are their best wins: Louisville at home. 48th in the net. 
at yep. Duke, 49th in the net. That's going to end up looking much better as the season goes on. And then it's neutral court wins over Stanford and Kentucky. Right. They have they they haven't beaten anybody that's ranked higher than 48th in the net this year. That's what I'm saying. Like they shouldn't be a lock. So I don't why think are they are. I think that they're they're very much on the bubble. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think there's a lot of teams. The problem is even when you look at some of the teams that are projected like in the eight nine spot, you're like, how? Right? Like how? I mean, I'm looking here on bracket matrix. I mean, and, we, yeah. we've just we've discussed this quite a bit before. Like all it's going to take – here's what North Carolina has the rest of the year. Florida State at Syracuse, Duke. If they win two of those games, then especially if one of those games is Florida State, then it's, it's not that they're in, but it's like, okay, like now this is a team where it's like as long as you don't have a bad loss right. in the conference tournament. It could be like a seven seed. Yes, because the with the number of games that have been played, um, and like they're at, they're at 23 games right now. Normally when you have 23 games played, we're like at the start of February. When you're at the start of February, that's kind of when you're just sitting there like, all right, let's start parsing through this. We can actually have serious conversations about the bubble because we're finally starting to get something close to full profiles. We don't have full profiles. That's just nope. it's just what it is right now. And it's just something we're gonna have to deal with and we're gonna have to accept. There's gonna be a lot of teams with uglier than we're we than we expect profiles getting in the tournament. All right, do we need anything else? Because I, I do want to talk about Iowa, Michigan. Make sure we spend quite a bit of time. I want to talk about no. I, I want to start with postseason basketball because I'm going to have money on all of these these conferences today. All right, there's four games in the horizon, and if you don't have money on all four, Rob, then oh, I will. I'm, well, not doing, well, I'm not. I'm done with you. I'm done well, with you. We'll done. If you don't put all four, and I'm going all four favorites in the horizon today. All, all four. four I'm, I'm laying the wood on all four, and I think Mike Davis. They're pissed off. Remember how the the, the seating process worked in this? Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, like this different formula because it, it valued kind of who you played, where you played them, those types of things. Um, well, Mike Davis, I think they got like a – I don't have it in front of me, but they got like a five seed when they were 10 and six. Oakland was 10 and 10 in the league, um, and, and Oakland got a higher seed. Oakland got like – three and Detroit got like the five or something like that. So uh, Detroit's got to play today and Oakland doesn't Oakland got the buy. So if you don't think the Titans and Mike Davis and his son, who's a hell of a player, by the way, are pissed off having to play Andy tool and, and Bobby Morris. You're out. Yep. Of your They're going to um, run. Up on them. Yep. So the, the line right now uh, over courtesy of our friends at bet rivers, our partners in this endeavor, yeah. Um, is Detroit minus 10 and a half. Yeah. Uh, I also think that it is important to note that um, the, uh, the the what's the, uh, the Waterman kid is back for Detroit. Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, Jordan Majewski, who, um, who's, who's really sharp, if you don't follow him, it's, it's at Jor Cubs Dan, uh, has been come, kind of tweeting about this. But uh, when they have Waterman back, like the, his on-off splits are really, really, really impressive. Um, when he's there. And if you kind of look at what uh, he's been doing during league play, um, you know, all of their struggles were when he was not available. And with him back, they've now won, what is this, 10 of their last 12 games, I believe. Um, he's had, he's gone for at least 17 points in three of the last four. So like he's having him healthy is a very big difference for them. So I, I'm, I'm with you on Detroit. Um, I don't know if I love any of the other favorites. Um just kind of walk me through where you're at with like Youngstown State. Like, what, what's what's the thought process with all of these? Uh, the thought process on them was I had it I had it up here and, and now I'm 
I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, the Milwaukee one. Was it Milwaukee? Yeah, Milwaukee uh, has beaten – they played I, IUPUI three times uh, – four times, and they've won three of the four. Yep. So I just feel like, you know what, it's almost better. Sometimes if you if you beat the team twice, I get a little bit scared. If you're like 2-0 and against them, can you beat them three straight? I, I like the fact they've beaten them three or four, and, and the three wins um, were convincing. 94-70, uh, then they won the second one by eight, and then they won the, the, the third uh, by seven. So they, they covered all three of those wins. Uh, so I, I, I kind of like only laying four and a half with Milwaukee there. Uh, and then uh, Green Bay one I like for some reason. I, I mean, yeah, the, the only problem with Milwaukee is they've lost five of their last six, right? They, they, they really yeah. they started out four and one in the league, and they just completely fell off a cliff. Um, that said, they do they, they have one of the best point guards in the league, and um, I think it's I think you pronounce it Tejan Lucas, Tejan Lucas, whatever it is, the Lucas kid they got to the point, senior point guard. Yeah, love teams in March that have senior point guards, Jeffrey. You know this. You know this. So we got we got that. All right, let, let's move on to the big boy game. The big boy game is the Iowa Michigan game tonight, and um, I, you know, listen, I, I'll I'll say I, like I, I think you kind of have a number one seed potentially on the line here because if Iowa beats Michigan, they're 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 the fourth number one clearly, and, and then you're it's probably the best thing that could happen to the Big Ten in a way if, if Iowa beats Michigan because Michigan's already. Not solidified, but in a pretty good spot to get a number one overall seed right now. And I think if Iowa beats Michigan, they're right there with them. They're not far off. And you still have Ohio State in the mix. So I, I think ultimately um, – and again, it's hard to go against Michigan. I mean, I, they're, they're giving five here. I just think it's hard to go against Michigan right now with the way they're playing, with the way they came back from the pause, with the weapons they have, with the fact that they can guard. Like, that's my biggest thing is I, mean, I, I can't wait for this matchup between Hunter Dickinson and, and Garza. I don't expect Hunter to be able to, to go toe-to-toe completely. I really don't. Uh, but it's going to be fun to watch, and he'll have help. Yeah, so I, I love Michigan tonight. Um, I, I really, really like him for, for a whole number of reasons. But I'll start with this first and foremost, is that uh, I think Hunter Dickinson is probably the one guy that is the best suited to being able to guard and, and um, deal with Luca Garza. Like, cause everything that Luca Garza does is about like physicality and strength. And it's a little bit of like bully ball. And, and um, there's no, uh, he's got a nice touch, but there's, it's not like he, he's not a ballet dancer, right? He's a bull in the China shop in the post. And um, I think that Hunter Dickinson is just like, he's strong enough and he's big enough and, He's not going to have to like try to block any shots. Like all he's got to do is wall up because he's seven foot one. You're not going to move him off his spot, and uh, there's a good chance that he could end up getting Luca into foul trouble at the other end of the floor as well. So I I really like that matchup for uh, Michigan. I mean Luca, like you said, Luca's probably the better player, but I think Hunter Dickinson. Like if you were if you're trying to like scheme up who you want to be able to try to slow down Luca, it's probably Hunter Dickinson. I also think it's worth noting that both of them are from like the DC area. So I'm sure that they have – I'm positive that they've played against each other uh, before. The other part of it is that when you look at Michigan's wings and the perimeter attack that they have, what makes Iowa so good is 
their ability to space people out, right? The the versatility they have, uh, the Joe Weiss camps, and the, the the role that he can kind of play as like a bigger wing, and the fact that they can kind of play four guards and they have shooters everywhere on the floor. Well, Michigan has guys that can match up with them, right? You got Franz Wagner at the three, you got Isaiah Livers at the four, you can play Shawnee Brown at the two. Uh, if you need to, you can play Eli Brooks and, and Mike Smith together with everyone to go with a little bit of a smaller lineup. They can match up with all of the versatility yeah. that Iowa has. And the thing about like Michigan's perimeter guys is they are like they're just so much more athletic than the guys that Iowa was going to roll out there. So I think that defensively, um, Michigan really, really matches up well with Iowa. And if you can kind of take away what Iowa does. So I, I have this theory, Jeff. I, I wrote about this the other day. Uh, Iowa has gone five straight games where they've not given up more than 70 points. Uh, since their loss to Ohio State when they gave up 89 points at home. Um, There's this website called – it's run by this guy named Bart Torvik. It's kind of like a Ken Palm-style, like, analytics site. And and he has it broken down so you can look at it, like, based on certain, like, time ranges and date ranges. So in the last – well, it's probably now 18 days since that Ohio State loss. Like, Iowa's been playing top 25 caliber defense. And I have a theory on why. Um, it's CJ Frederick. One part of it is like they very clearly like drilled it because they're they're rotating better and their their rotations and their switches and everything are crisper. Um, well, yeah, but the you, you would think that's all they're working on right now in, in practice would be like like eighty percent defense. They don't need to work on their offense. Yep. Um, some of it is also just like they're not playing as much zone. They're playing more man. They're way better in man than they are in zone. That zone is terrible. But the biggest thing to me is CJ Frederick's return, and it's not it's not because he's a great defender. He's the third most efficient player in all of college basketball this season, right? He hasn't turned the ball over. How about this, Jeff? You want to hear an insane stat? Go ahead. C.J. Frederick has not turned the ball over since December 19th against Gonzaga. He has zero turnovers in Big Ten play. He has four turnovers on the entire season. He's a 50% three-point shooter. So not only is he, like, elite offensively, but – his role and the position that he plays is exactly what you want someone to do when you have a guy like Luca Garza and you're trying to create space. So Iowa becomes that much more efficient offensively when he's on the floor. And Iowa's biggest issue on the defensive end, in my mind, I watched every defensive possession that they played in the last five games. That's how crazy I, I did that over the weekend. Their issue was the transition defense because Luca's so slow. And a lot of times they had Jack Nunji and Luca out there. So in order, like their best defense. By the way, by the way, now now I know why you, you you don't pick very well because you spend too much time looking at Iowa defensive possession. Well, yeah, that's why. But so anyway, the, the when you have their biggest issue is getting back on defense, and now that when you're making more shots and you're more efficient offensively, you get that yep. extra half second with the ball going through yep. the net, less transition. So all that said, having CJ Frederick there makes them better defensively. But I I, I still just think that like being able to slow that down. Um, and I think Michigan will be able to slow them down. We'll create transition opportunities for them, which is why I'm like, I, th- I think you got to be on Michigan in this spot. I, I, it's five and a half right now. Courtesy of our, our friends yeah. over at, at Rivers. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm, I'm on your your Nebraska plus 15 more than anything right now. Yeah, we got to yeah, be we're on trying that. to lock down some info here uh, regarding Illinois. We can't tell you exactly what it is yet. Uh, all I will say is uh, nobody's getting back to me, which is usually a sign of, uh, something is going on in Illinois right now. So uh, we are on Nebraska plus 15, and you should probably – I just put it in on Spurts, three units, uh, plus 15 Nebraska. So uh, get on that. I, I just think ultimately if Illinois is without some uh, key player, um, 
who might have had a facial injury um, and might be a guy who might be in the equation for National Player of the Year. Like, it would change how I think about this game and give the Nebraska Cornhuskers a, a significant uh, advantage and and to keep it within 15 points. That's all. Oh, man, Jeffrey. <laughs> Trying to help here. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I like that one as well. Um, is there anything else that you like tonight? We actually have like a, a, a like I mentioned before, pretty good. I like, I like it. Pretty good I'm excited. Game. So we have USC at Colorado. We have Ohio State at Michigan. We have Oregon at Stanford. Uh, we have Boise State at San Diego State. Um, I actually so uh, Ohio State at Michigan is really really interesting to me. Um, you're going to have to watch that game on mute because Robbie Hummel is going to be on the call. Uh, so make sure you turn this volume way down. This is the biggest game he's had all year. Yeah, fine, like find literally literally anything else that you can listen to other than Robbie Hummel talk about basketball is probably the best bet for you. Well, they um, took – you know, the great thing is they took uh, Robbie off the Kansas State beat. The, they should have left him on Kansas State. That's, right <laughs> that's oh, better. Kansas State they, they're in they're Iowa State this weekend. Like, but, but that's the game Robbie Hummel should be on. Forget watching Ohio State, Michigan State, which is something I actually want to see. You know, I, no, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say no, it. Don't. <laughs> I'm not, I'm All right. Gonna, I'm not out of the games here. Um, Ohio State at Michigan. I actually love Michigan State in this spot. Um, Ohio State, we've talked about it, where their value is, uh, is their ability to create um, mismatches because they have like 17 guys that are 6'5", and uh, they play this, this very kind of like uh, modern basketball style where they want to have – um, shooters and size at every position. Michigan State, as long as they're going with this like this four guard lineup where they got Gabe Brown and Josh Langford and Aaron Henry at the two, three, four spots. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of in on them. Um, I don't think that either of these teams can actually play any defense. So not only am I on Michigan State in the spot, but I'm going to be on the over too. Yeah, I, I just think Michigan State needs this desperately. I mean, they need everyone desperately. But this is one that not only do they need, but like you know, you go out there and you look at Ohio State. And if you're Michigan State and you're not like, all right, like, where are they so much better than us at any spot? Like, they're not. Like, Rocket Watts, as you said, if he can and, – and he did a little bit early in the season and then he completely regressed and then Izzo just, you know, basically sat his ass down. But if Rocket Watts can just play smart, still attack and and, and get his own, but play smart and, and not be a turnover machine – and, and not take, you know, ill-advised shots and poor decision-making. Like, man, like, he's still he's still super talented. And you add him, and I thought Bingham was pretty good the other day, like tough. You know, again, I, I just think they're playing with such urgency right now because, frankly, they don't, they don't have pressure on him anymore. There's no pressure. Like, we're saying, like, you're, you're not going to make the tournament. So now it's like, just go out and play. Just go out and play hard and, like, you beat Ohio State, you're not supposed to. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I really like Michigan State there. And, again, um, I think with, with this new lineup, like they're scoring the ball, they look a little bit better. So, yeah, I'm on I'm on the over there. Neither I of these teams. I still worry about better. point guard play every day, all day with Michigan State. That's my problem, ultimately. Yeah, it is what it is. Well, that's what happens when you got Rocket Watson, Foster Lawyer. So, um, all right, last one I do want to talk about. Do you have any takes on uh, USC – um, at Colorado, USC right now is getting three points. The total there is 136. Jeff, I don't know if you know this. Yeah. I'm not sure if we talked about this, but USC has a guy named Evan Mobley who is uh, like, he's, 
according to my sources, like he's go. he's good at basketball. Did, did you know that? Like, had you heard I about did. that? Has Evan Mobley has? Do you think Evan Mobley's ever played um, in the Colorado altitude yet? I would doubt it. Well, no. Let me take that back. Um, I'm sure that oh, he Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs. Yeah. yeah, he might have. Yeah, he probably did, but I don't know. I don't remember the Olympic stuff. But whatever, whatever the case. All I'm telling you is, we've been through this before. Colorado, like the home court advantage part of it, for so many teams, you throw it away a little bit this year because of, of fans. Colorado, the home court advantage never had anything to do with fans. It's all about altitude. So it stays. And, and to me, again, you know, Colorado is the number one team in the country over the last seven years in terms of uh, home road disparity in league play. So I will take Tad Boyle, Colorado, McKinley Wright. Um, I, I think I think they win this game. And I, I, I also think they win it because, you know, USC coming off that that win uh, against Oregon. They might be uh, they might be feeling themselves a little bit more than they should. Yeah, um, I, I think I am with you on on the Colorado play, but it just does not feel comfortable because I I, I really do think that like USC is actually really good. Um, I'm a little bit worried about. I don't know if they have someone to deal with McKinley Wright, but like if you want to like dial up someone that can kind of take away a little bit of what Evan Mobley does, especially in the paint, it's someone like Evan Batty. Um, although like the, the same along with those same thing, the same line of thinking, like Batty is able to take advantage of him in the pose because like he's so big and strong, but um, the length there. So like I, that one kind of is a stay away from me. Um, I think, although like if I'm going to have to be on something, it'll probably be Colorado just because of, like you said, the home corner advantage. Uh, the one X factor, Taj Edie, West Haven's <laughs> finest, Jeffrey. Who's finest? Finest. Taj really? Edie. From West Haven? Yeah, it's from West Haven. Went to Notre Dame, That's West Haven before going to prep school. Uh, I really? believe he didn't have a Division One scholarship offer when he left high school. Now he's a thousand-point scorer, uh, playing for a top fifteen team that might end up winning the Pac-12. So shout out to him, man. West Haven's finest. You know I love these Connecticut guys. Um, he goes to that pizza place that you tell. I'm sure he does. Right? Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that he does. You can't be from New Haven and not. Everybody in New Haven goes to that pizza spot, right? Well, there's first of all, there's like seven pizza spots. Second of all, it's the best pizza city in the entire planet. Third of all, uh, why would you go anywhere other than New Haven for pizza? Bottom line. It's true. Good point. The guy, uh, the guy on Barstool that does the uh, all of those like pizza review things has yeah, said yeah. the best pizza he's ever had is in New Haven, Connecticut. So, like, who are you going to trust other than the guy that's built an entire brand around eating pizza? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't trust him, period. So, anyway. Um, all right. I trust him on pizza. <laughs> He's got a good opinion on pizza. I'll yeah, tell you yeah. I mean, he's eating a lot of pizza. But that doesn't mean just because you've eaten a lot of pizza. Also, also mean you know also, pizza. I, I just, just so you know, yeah. the reason why I know you've never been there is because you're not pronouncing it right. It's not what? pizza in New Haven. It's Abitz. All right, whatever. Anyway. All right. Um, uh, I like Western Kentucky against Houston, by the way. I do. Oh, man. We've talked about this. What people don't know is Slick Rick, Stansbury, and Kelvin are boys. Yeah. And um, that's what what's, that, what's that line? I don't have it. I don't have it in front 12. of me. I can't find it on the 12, 12, 12. Uh, well, uh, 11 and a half. I just refreshed the Bet Rivers yeah. page. It's 11, it's 11 and a half. half yeah, 11 and a half. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, like, I guess. I, I guess. Like, actually, you know, I don't think people realize how talented Western Kentucky is. Right. So I'll be on that one. The other one that I like is uh is, is I'm getting back on the Belmont bandwagon. 
All right, that's good. All right, what do you think about Minnesota at home today? Like, it's a it's the ultimate must win against a Northwestern team that that has just been pummeled and over and over and over again. Like four and a half, right? Yeah, right. I mean, this is like Minnesota has to win this game. Like, like they there's no choice. If they lose this game, they're out. They're out. My my only concern with that is um, health. Yeah, it's like do we know Leon Robbins? Leon Robbins I'll find is out if they're playing. Yeah, I'll find um, out. But even if not, like, right, right. Yeah, I'm I waiting. think I think you kind of have to be on Minnesota there. Four and a half. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'll ride. I'll ride with you on that one, Jeffrey. Uh, um, what else? I, I kind of like Oregon in a bounce back at Stanford. I don't love it, but I kind of like it there. Like they were yeah, so they, bad in that first half. It, it, again, it was like they were point shaving. They came back and played them even in the second half. And and Stanford, I just feel like, is like one of those teams that just isn't going to get it back together. You know, they they had so many – we've talked about it. I, I just – I like Oregon in a bounce-back spot here. That's all. Yep. Um, what are your – so let's, let's end with this. What are your uh, three favorite bets of the day? Or do you have a favorite well, bet of the day? I, I'm still – I'm still want to get a little bit more information about Illinois. Okay, so like to me, I like it right now, but I still want to make sure on on Illinois and and, and the information, the intel that you turned me on to. Um, I, I want to I want to make sure that that intel means that someone's going to be out and not that right. someone's just going to have exactly. Yes, agreed. So that's what uh, I'm going to take. Colorado. I'll take Colorado. I'll take Minnesota, and I will take uh, uh, Detroit. Those are my three favorites. I like I like the three schools in Michigan that we discussed. Um, I like Detroit laying ten yep. and a half. Yeah, um, and I'm putting in I'm putting them all in on bet spurts right now. So you, so follow us. the The best way to get updated info on on the Nebraska Illinois line is follow us on bet spurts. Um, and uh, as soon as you see something change in there, turn on the notifications. As soon as you get as soon as we get info on that, like I promise my bet's going to go in, and I promise I'll put it on bet sports whether or not I can officially report anything. So, Jeffrey, uh, I like Detroit, I love Michigan, and I'm gonna be on Michigan State. I'm probably gonna be on the money line with Michigan State in the over. That's where I'm at. All right, all right, there you have it. Uh, should be a good night. I mean, I feel like every night now, from from here on out. I feel like every night's going to be interesting because, again, you've got tournament games. You've got uh, some key matchups. Everything matters now. Um, you know, so this this should be fun here. I mean, three weeks from today is, is the first four. I can't believe it. Three weeks from today, I'll be in Indianapolis uh, watching Duke play Michigan State in the first four. Yep. You have no idea what I just said. Oh, I was listening to you. Right, I'm just I'm – now, But now I'm ending the stream, so I, I – I, all right, listen, wait, wait, before you end it, uh, thanks for all your um, submissions. Um, for everybody that, that that wants to be on the show, we're going to try to do one a week. Okay, we're going to try to do one a week if we can uh, for the next you know month or so. Uh, Ding, there it is. What is that? What do we got? What do we got? Anything yeah, good? I'm trying to get some info. I'm trying to get some intel here. You know, it's it's not easy to get intel at, at, at 9.49 in the morning, okay? Not as easy to get it um, at 9.49 in the morning. So uh, I'll have it soon. But, again, thanks for your submissions. We'll try to get to as many as we can. And then um, we'll figure something out in the offseason. We'll, we'll figure something out. So um, 
again, we're gonna, we're gonna have to bet on something. So <laughs> yes, we're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna bet on. Uh, I don't know which which hat I wear. Maybe maybe we'll do that. Yeah, that'll be. Fun. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that seventy five percent of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over thirty five, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.